So we're back with episode two of Tea with Brie. And if you are following me on Facebook, then you know what this episode is about. But if not, um, so I'm basically just going to be talking about mental health, my mental health, the journey that I've had, the meds I'm on, yeah, um, and go from there. To be honest, I've already recorded this, started recording this once, and my app just closed out on me, and I don't have the capability of merging them right now, I don't think, so, yeah, anyways, um, so, I'm just gonna kind of give you a backstory, so that way, we can kind of see what it was like for Brie, <laughs> um, I had a really good, anyways, um, so, I don't remember how old I was, but my mom and my dad split up. Um, it was mainly due to my dad getting on drugs. Back on drugs, excuse me. Um, I guess the biggest thing was, like, the first thing that was noticeable for me to say, oh, that kind of hurts a little bit, when I found out he was sober majority of the time from my birth until they divorced which I want to say like 11 years but I don't know maybe 12 I'm not sure but um that stung a little because it's kind of like well like what was I don't know anyways so um, when they first split up, I, um, we all took it hard, but, like, I did a lot with him. We went and did a lot of things together. I loved going hunting with him. That was, like, one of my favorite things to do. Um, yes, we ate everything that we killed. We harvested it. We also didn't have the, like, we lived good, but we weren't, like, over here. I don't know how to explain it. They worked hard. And then he didn't. He does now, but he didn't. And my mom did. My mom busted ass. Okay? But before that, me and my mom had a very tough relationship. Um, I think I blamed her a lot. Or what happened because I didn't know the full extent. I thought it was just weed. I don't really care about weed. If it's what it is. She, I mean she knows I don't really care about it. But. That wasn't the only thing. And. um, I mean even for her. She's got a state job. So like she doesn't need to be affiliated at all. But. Like, this was a lot more than just that. This was cheating. This was 
riding the sleds. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Um, this was a little bit more than just your regular degular. Okay. So for a long time, I resented her. We, y'all, we went through it. We continue to go through it, but we went through it. We don't continue to go through it like that. This is more like mutual now. Like, she can call me out, I can call her out type thing. Because we both adults. But, back then, if you heard my wheeze, I'm sorry. I had to do a breathing treatment. Um, back then, like, I saw her being my mom as not trusting me. Like, that's really what I saw it as. I Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I saw it as she didn't trust me. So when she asked to speak to the parent, when she asked to do those certain things, hell yeah, it pissed me off. Because I'm like, so you don't trust me. Now, half the time, I probably wasn't going where I was saying I was going. Um, but I also was looking for, I, I was looking for something, um, like, cause we had gotten a stepdad for a little bit and things were pretty good. It wasn't the best in the world. He was the owner of a hog farm and I had to work there. So that was another thing. When I turned about 14 or 15, um, no, it was about 14. They started dating. And um, then they got engaged. It was pretty quick. But I, like, from the bottom of my heart, he is no longer with us on Earth side. And from the bottom of my heart, I would not take back that relationship at all. I wish I could have done more. I wish, I wish things would have just gone a little different. Because, he, God, he would love my kids. But, um, so, when they got together, at first, like, he pulled in the driveway, and I was like, Miss Ma'am, mm-mm, you better not walk up and still, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. He showed it. He walked in that front door, and I didn't even make eye contact. My mom was like, you need to go look at his truck, because if you know me, that's just one thing I like is, a truck whatever but he ha he did have a nice one it was a gmc i am not sure on the list but it was chromed out it was red um his wife was taking it from him so it was kind of like his last little joy ride with it um his ex-wife excuse me um but <laughs> So, I say all of that to say that she wanted me to go look at his truck. So, I walked to the window and did look at it. And I was like, mm, nice. That was a nice-ass truck. I was fronting. I was so hard. I did not want him to know that he had a nice truck. But um, we had a pretty good time when they were together. And um, life was pretty good. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't again. Um, they had to sell the hog farm. 
we were kind of stripped away from a contract that was supposed to be two years and we were only I think six months in I'm not really sure but um so yeah we they had to sell our farm and then he got really depressed over that as he should because he had owned this this one specific business for a while and um he turned into an alcoholic and started like belligerent drunk like just belligerent and my mom's already going through enough at this point like she had given up all of her freedom to raise us three girls without my father and then this man comes in and is this ideal just extremely ideal parent for three years and then just one day it's just completely different it's just completely different so then I do think I resented her a little bit um for that too because I didn't know the full extent until he started calling me and leaving me voicemails and it was to the point where I couldn't even understand him and I felt helpless because as a I was probably 16 17 around that age at that age I don't know what to say to somebody who is literally going through a midlife crisis like he was literally going through a midlife crisis but my mom had already supported somebody through 2,000 midlife crises within her marriage before. So it was like, damn if you do and damn if you don't. Like, you know? So, um, he moved away. Long story short, um, he was getting back good. Had stopped drinking, that kind of thing. But he ended up having a heart attack. And he did not make it. So... Um, around that time, though, I had already met Gregory, and we had kind of already started our relationship. Um, at that time, though, I didn't know what anxiety was, but I absolutely knew who depression was, and she is a bitch. Did you hear me? She is a bitch. A bitch. A big one, okay? Because... Like, and I don't think my mom really, like, knew the full extent of it. She saw me in my room all the time, laying in my bed. And I I think she took that as, I don't want to, like, I don't want to live here. I don't like y'all, that kind of thing. But I really was, like, I look back and just think to myself, like, I was really going through it. And I didn't talk to nobody. But I did talk to two things, and that was pills and alcohol. And, I mean, all throughout high school, I was drunk and high majority of my high school career. I made awesome ass grades. I graduated top of my class. I um, proceeded on to college, finished college in three years. Like, you know, I've done good. I own a business now. Um, I'm trying to venture out into more businesses, out, outfield 
type thing. Like, I just want to get all out there and see what I can do. Um, but back then, I was pretty heavy in it. And I really think that set the tone for my mental health. Um, especially with everything that I was currently going through with my dad not being around trying to figure out how to how to be normal with that then having this new man come into our life and then at the age of 14 being at a hog farm at five o'clock in the morning multiple times a week especially during the summertime it was just a lot and I don't think I knew how to handle it and I think like the pills and the alcohol helped drown it all out but, like, now that I'm grown and trying to live through those moments, I can tell I missed out on a lot of my life by doing that just because I don't remember a lot of things. I have completely dissociated portions of my life. And if you don't believe in that, believe it. <laughs> I'm just here to say, like... I just don't remember a lot from back then. Um, so then me and Gregory started talking and um, we dated for about three weeks. And then he hit me with the L word. I love you. And I was like, oh, oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Because I had just been in like a four-year relationship with somebody that was four years older than me. And was throwing that word left and right. Had a promise ring and was being controlled every move I made. And I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified to him that I cared about him. Because he was one of those like just head over heels instantly. And I just like. It's like one of those too good to be true type things for me at the time. And then he dated somebody else. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, ma'am. So, here we are. <laughs> but he did. Um, we did move in together for a little bit right when I graduated high school. It was my first semester of college, uh, it sucked ass. It absolutely sucked. Like, I thought we were hot shit, but I look back and think to myself, I could never live like that again. I could never, I mean, obviously, but I was on minimum wage. And back then, that was seven twenty five. okay? Anyways. um, <laughs> And I stayed at seven twenty five. My seven-year career at Farm Boys, I wouldn't change a moment of it because I worked with some badass bitches, and we had a good-ass time, and we made some good-ass food, and that was that. Shout-out to my mama, Davisha. Um, <laughs> so, I, uh, that did not work out. It was not good. I remember having a complete panic attack this was my first panic attack since so I used to have panic attacks when I was young 
I'm not gonna I really don't want to say what from um because I feel like that is one boundary I don't really want to cross um but um I knew what a panic attack was I didn't know it was called a panic attack and um so the last night that we stayed in the trailer together I had a complete panic attack like full-blown nothing I've ever seen before I haven't had one like that before and I told Gregory I was like we cannot live here another night like I cannot I just cannot do it um that whole situation was um with somebody that I boarded my horses with um there was a problem every day uh it just was like this big thing anyways fast forward we moved back home and then not long after that I found out I'm pregnant oh great we are over the moon happy (coughs) sorry the only thing is man it hurts so bad to have sex it hurts so, I gotta make sure my kids ain't around. They is around. They is around. Hold on, hold on. Anyways, so yeah, it hurt. So that was the only downfall about my pregnancy. It was a full blown awesome ass time being pregnant. I would do it again. Gregory knows that. Anyways, um, so. Found out I was pregnant, had Bodie, and um, we were living here, where I live now. Moved back in with my mom. My mom was still living here. Times was tough. Times was really tough. Um, I was trying to finish x-ray school, and I started experiencing postpartum. It was more the anxiety. Um, I was super anxious about the dumbest things. Um, <clears throat> some things happened in me and Gregory's relationship. And I think that and a couple other things at that, before the baby, um, like way before the baby, I think those kind of things like, because of what I was feeling, I started feeling things from the past. Not just him, but like even my mom. And then that's when I really started resenting my dad and like got really angry at the situation between like my dad and us. And um It was just really not good for my anxiety. It was just not good. So, I didn't get on any medicine. I had thought about it, but I was like, no, we will be okay. Okay. Fast forward six months from August. We're in February, right? August. Yeah, six months. I thought so. Because I'm pretty sure I've added that up before. Um, We were six months from August. And one of our 
greatest family members, friends, whatever, whatever you call him, you name it. Um, Casey, he passed away. Um, I don't like to think he would do something the the way that he did. So I'm just going to leave it as he's happy now. And our side did not deserve him. So anyways, when he passed, that was it. It was a shit show in my brain. And I had to... Um, I had to, sorry, I had to text the hubby because he's just being, anyways, um, <clears throat> had to make a choice <clears throat> for not only me, but my family, um, and decided to start experimenting with medicine, um, I don't remember what I tried first. I'm pretty sure it was Lexapro. Did not work for me. Actually made me worse. Um, and then I tried um, Zoloft. And I was on Zoloft until August 30th. <laughs> and the only reason I know that is because that's when I found out I was pregnant with Bellamy. And yes, you can say take Zoloft. I'm pretty sure that's the one. But whatever it was, I could take it while I was pregnant. But I just wasn't comfortable with that because it hasn't actually been tested on pregnant women. So, I ain't trying to be no guinea pig. Anyways. Um, so, I got off of it. And the, pregnant with Bellamy, the pregnancy with Bellamy kicked my ass. It was terrible. I was tired all the time. Um, I had no motivation at all. It was, I never throw, threw up with either of my kids. I will say that, but I just, oh my lord. Mm. It was, mm, mm, mm. it was like, I don't even know the word. There's a word. Hey Siri. Uh-huh. What does it mean when you fall asleep randomly? Here's an answer from Healthline.com. Sometimes you may have difficulty turning your brain off because you're worried about something or because of an unusual event in your life. On the other hand, you may fall asleep instantaneously if you've had a difficult night of sleep the previous night or a particularly exhausted. No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> anyways, I could just fall asleep at the flick of a wrist. Um, and then I had her and... That's when, well, that's not when it got really bad, but that's when it started going downhill um, for myself. Um, so, I knew I couldn't really do, like, I couldn't use substance because um, I I used the pills in high school and I could tell. I am my father's daughter. I um, It is proven. There is some research. I don't have any links. But there is some research that um, addictive t 
type styles can be genetic. Um, it took me one Adderall to realize that I liked it back then. Now, I don't even get painkiller when I leave the dentist just because I just rather not. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather suffer <laughs> than to suffer from that. So, um, once we got after Bellamy, there really wasn't anything I, anything I craved other than I dissociated terribly. Like, oh, it was just terrible. I was just dissociated all the time, um, in another world all the time. Um, I let the house go. I'm not saying it's in the greatest shape right now, but I, like, once I came to and realized how we were really living, um, I couldn't believe that I let us live like that. It wasn't like bugs up in this bitch. So don't be calling no, no law on my ass or nothing. But it was like just overwhelming. It was clutter. It was like no trash, nothing. It was just clutter. It was random shit and random spots. But mind you, I had a newly fresh one-year-old and a... I don't even, like, at the time that I really started getting bad, she was probably six months. So, don't, don't really uh, remember a lot. And then, the COVID hit. And I think I can vouch for all of us when I say COVID can rot. COVID is, I don't imagine anything different. Like, it is what it was, and it was terrible. It was absolutely terrifying. Um, I'm a healthcare worker. Like I told y'all in my last podcast. Um, so, <clears throat> I was worried about my own health. I was worried about my kids' health. Bellamy specifically, um, she's asthmatic. Uh, she has episodes, especially if she gets like a common cold or something like that. She can get real wheezy. She gets that from her mom. Um, cause I don't know if y'all can hear me, but every now and then I'm wheezing. So anyways, I've already had one breathing treatment. I need to try another one other. Um, <clears throat> so I really don't want to bring it home to her. Well. I will talk about my car call, which is my mother's mother. Probably a lot. The logo that I have, I wish she could be on this podcast. The logo that I have, the B, that's for her. We're a family of bees. I'm not going to say all the names because I don't know if they want me to shout them all out. But, um... I will tell you, me and my sisters, um, y'all know me, Brianna, and then my oldest sister is Bridget, and my youngest sister is Brooklyn. Um, my call call, which again was my mom's mom, she was our queen bee, 
I mean, she had the queen bee tattoo on her cap with the crown with the different um, birthday stones in it. I mean, like, she did it all. Eight bees on the back of her jota. I mean, like, that was her license plate. Eight bees. Because at the time, there was only eight of us. And I just, there will never be another one like her, but. I have a certain hatred for COVID simply because that's what took her from us. Um, sometimes I question exactly what happened in those four walls while she was in there. Um, I question a lot of things. Um, I try not to be a, what is it called? <coughs> <coughs> conspiracy theorists 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 I don't try to be one of those but there's a lot of things I question about COVID and there's a lot of things I question about her care um and a lot of the times when I go to think about it I just think of like if it was one of their call calls or paw paw or meemaw or whatever like would they do anything different and I'm not going to indulge in terror experience because it was absolutely terrible and it's terrible to relive it but when that hit I for a whole year Was just. I felt. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It really is. I mean if you've gone through it you know. Um, but it got to a point where me and Gregory were standing in the kitchen one night. And. This had been going on for like. months and he looked at me and said what is wrong with you and at first I was kind of like what and then he said it again but I could tell like he genuinely meant like what is wrong with you what are you going through what is making you hold yourself the way you hold yourself talk the way you do beat yourself up the way that you do I mean like, what is going on? And I just started crying. And he was like, see, what are you crying about? Like, what is behind them tears? And there was, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much to explain. How do you say that there's only one thing when there's been a problem almost every time you turn? I am completely and extremely blessed. But I did fight like hell to get here. So, um, after that conversation, I decided to get put on Prozac. Um, Prozac is not for everybody. My doctor even explained that to me before we even started it. We started out on a low dose. But it completely changed my life. Um... For the better. 
Um, I sleep in the same bed as Gregory. I got to the point where I couldn't even, like, nobody could touch me. Like, I didn't even really want the kids to touch me. I was just, I, there's, there's no way to explain it unless you go through it. So, I got on Prozac, and I did start recording myself taking the Prozac, but that was me holding myself accountable because I know I'm terrible, or at this time, I knew I was terrible about taking pills. Um, but then, within, like, I'd say six weeks, I not- I started noticing a change. Um, it looked a little brighter outside. Um. I just kind of opened my mind a little bit. I was starting to get out the dissociating state and was, you know, getting getting into a rhythm. And um, I'm not going to say it has been butterflies and sunshines since I've been on the medicine. But I will say it was the step that I needed to take to realize that I am here for a reason. Um... Not long after my car call passed, there was uh, a couple times where I just felt like life would be easier if I was no longer here. But sit with me for a minute and just listen to what I have to say. If you have or do or whatever, think this way. If you leave this earth right now, there is somebody that you have impacted at some point, regardless. Regardless of what you think, regardless. Regardless of what you see when you look in the mirror, regardless of how you talk, regardless of what skin color you are, regardless of if you've got tattoos, regardless of if you smoke weed, regardless of if you listen to rap music. I mean, regardless of any of it, regardless. There's somebody on this earth at some point you have impacted. And if you are no longer here, just think about what their life would turn into. Would would they not turn into the life that you are living? And if so, when you're like this, because I know the feeling, I'm always like, I don't wish this on my worst enemy. I wish it would go on. I wish it would get over. I wish it was done. I wish I could figure it out. I wish I could fix it. Do you, they, they don't deserve to live like that. And without you, it just wouldn't, it just would never be the same. So, I, that night that me and Gregory talked, I confessed to him about those couple of times. And that's when it was very clear to me because we were both floating in waves of tears that I need to do something for him and my kids because they really do love me. And if you don't have somebody like that, please reach out because I really don't care who you are. I like to talk. I like to talk, you know? I like the tea. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. I've been on Prozac a little over a year, and my weight has gone up. So, that's something that we're working on. But 
Um, I don't feel like a body aimlessly walking around on this earth anymore. I feel like I have a purpose. And I feel like that purpose is to provide y'all with this wonderful podcast. And be creative. I have such a creative mind. And that's not me being boastful. I just I just want to do so many things. Um and I want to see all you guys on the other end of it. Um I'm thankful for anybody who listened tonight or has even gotten this far um, because without some of you that are listening I simply would not be here so I'm gonna call it a wrap but if you're thinking about being on medicine don't second guess it if you are really bad off don't second guess it find a doctor that you like I don't care if you've got to go to seven different ones. I didn't like most of my doctors, but then I got with Dr. Corley and I don't know. There's just a relationship there. Some people might not like her, but I, there's just a relationship there. So we, I, we talk about these kind of things and we found something that finally worked and I could not be more grateful. So if you feel like that's something you need to do, don't waste a single second every day is another day to be a better you. But the only way to be a better you is to strive to be a better you. And if that takes you getting on medicine and getting your brain in the game and working your ass off, do it. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Don't say, oh, they'll think this of me. Oh, they'll say this of me. Oh, they'll think I'm crazy. They'll think I'm psychotic. I don't, look, Baby, I might be crazy, but we gonna have fun over here. So, I just know that I love y'all, and <laughs> I'm gonna catch y'all next time. Okay, you take everything I said tonight, and you let it go in your brain. You let it sit for the night, and um, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out. Again, my Facebook business page is BS Productions, um, capital B, capital S, capital P, Productions. Um, And you can also add me on my personal page. If I don't know who you are, I probably won't accept it. But you can see my stuff because it's public. (laughs) Anyways, y'all have a great one. It has been, it's been a great one. I feel like we learned a lot. Okay. Y'all have a good night.